Shragi, this, this morning I was talking to my shir, we were, I was telling them about a roommate I had in the mirror. Not a roommate, I'm sorry, a chabrusa. We were discussing dating, guys were talking about dating, we were talking about just in general, because it's a good topic. You got, how old are you? So you got like three years, you know? Like, so I was telling you, I had a chabrusa in the mirror. And he, he actually was my neighbor growing up. He was one of 18 boys from like a hardcore Hasidish family. Like a real Hasidish family. A real Hasidish guy. And so we were discussing, like I was planning on going back to America. I was planning on starting the date. And he was, so I asked him, like, so what's your plans? He's like, on date. So my parents call me. They tell me when they have a shit off. I come home, I meet her, I get married. You know, that's the process. And like, I knew there was such a concept, right? Like, you know there's such a concept, but, like, I never met someone who did it before. And this guy was, like, a normal... Okay, he looked, he looked a little different, but we were schmoozing, and, like, he had a good personality, he was a regular guy, but, like, that's how, he, that's how his plan was to get married. He was he was his Hasidic? Yeah, very Hasidic, really. Like, real Hasidic. Wait, so what's the process again? His parents look into a girl... They, they make the decision they, for him. They, they pick a girl. He comes home. He meets her once for about like a half hour, 45 minutes. He's, he could say no. Yeah, he could I say no. Say it, he could well. say no. But he said, like, unless it's something crazy, like, unless, like, uh, she has, like, three noses, like, you're not saying no. That's like, wow. That's high levels. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember being, like, tripped out by it. Like, I couldn't, like... But then, the, so I'll tell you, when I started dating, I realized it wasn't as crazy as I thought. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. I'm not saying to do it, but the concept I took out of it was like, was, so, was that, what is that, there's so much fluff in, in, in life. There's always like, we, we have so many things that we get caught up in. I'll tell you, we'll come to my show, we'll learn a Pasuk and Mishlai. I'll tell you a Pasuk and Mishlai. This Pasuk is, uh, the Pasuk says, it says, An Masay Psaim to Evu Pesi. Uh, a pesi is like, there's different words for fool in the Torah. A pesi is like a simpleton, a naive person. So it says, How long you, the naive person, you're going to love your naivety. You're going to love being naive. So, naive? Naive means, it's just, it's just lack of knowledge. It's not like, it's not meaning, how you describe it? If you want to say someone's naive. Uh, it's not someone, meaning it's not somebody who's, who's he's, not, he's not dumb. There are people who are not dumb. But he, You'll see, like, the classic example is a guy comes and he get, has, like, a smooth pickup line and he says to some uh, uh, lady. But he it's says like a line, and the girl is, like, starry-eyed and, like, really? That's naive. Like, it's usually gullible. It goes hand... Like, they just, they, they... Not, like, not understanding what's happening, not seeing the nuances. So the girl describes somebody, it says... How long are you going to love that you're being naive? So he, said, so he says that there's different, there's different descriptions, like there's different traps that we fall into. I said edit it now. Oh, now you have to add it? <laughs> so the girl describes, says there's different traps that we fall into. And there's guys who fall into, and there's sometimes you just have like a type, just an overwhelming type. That happens sometimes. Right, so that, that'll happen. He says, but then, like, what we do is, we, instead of looking at this, like, okay, I slipped up. I have a taiva for whatever it is, like, wearing shotness, right? Any, whatever your taiva is, right? And the guy just has this crazy taiva for it, he falls into it. 
So that happens to people. The next step, though, is that we could go one of two ways. We could look back at ourselves and say, okay, I made a mistake. Or I turn back and I say, like, I'll double down. I'm like, no, 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 this is a good thing. This is something I want in life. Right? We were discussing this morning, we were talking about values, so basing life off values. That when you make decisions in life, that's a getting to it, the dating thing. And we make decisions in life, we want to make it off, based off values. So a guy asks, good questions. Let's say a guy's value is taiva. His value is I want to feel good. His value is I want to, I want to look good. I want to have a good reputation. It's a mistake. That, that's the definition of this naive person. That, and there are people who do that. We'll take a mistake that we make, that whatever it is that we... Sometimes it's even a bad me, though. You'll see sometimes... We, I, I told you this example once. Uh, there was once a, a rabbi I know. He, happened to, he spoke in a lot of places. He was a very powerful speaker. Very, he had a good... He was a good, he was a good speaker. And his topic that he went around was that nowadays the generation is people lost the concept of discipline. We don't discipline kids anymore. And kids need to be tough and they need to have boundaries and they need to be locked in. That was the that was his like big topic. I happen to have him as a rabbi and I happen to know that this person had a massive anger problem. Now, it didn't mean that his topic was wrong. It is true, people need boundaries. It is true that people need discipline. It doesn't make it not true. But it, it's very convenient when it like goes very well with the bad need that you have. It's like, ooh, okay. Like, Rebbe, what's crazy about that is that the, a bad need that can be used as a good need. For sure. He has an anger thing. He can use that as, as a, he can become a motivational speaker. Passion, right. Passion, that's where the, if, if a person uses anger, anger comes, it's raw emotion, unchanneled. If a person could channel emotion and make it into something, then it that's, that comes out as passion. That's a very... But when you see... Right. Measurement. Right, measurement. right exactly. The word mida means measurement. It means how do you... Mean, it's not the characteristic. It's how do you use it. Yeah? Everything in moderation. Yeah. There's a whole... There's a Rambam, actually, Chaim Guri said this over once. They were talking about anger here. He said oh, this Rambam. Oh. Yeah. The Rama, whatever, it's all, we'll tell it over to you after. But, but the, um, but the, but it, it was just like convenient, for, it, it's convenient, you'll find this a lot. A lot of people, their biggest passions in life, the biggest things they speak about, happen to work very well with certain things that they struggle with. Right? If a guy. So if if you're using something I struggled with and now I'm giving chizuk how to overcome it or how to you know how to deal with that situation, that's fine. But when when you're taking your your negative thing and making it, no no, I'll turn it around. I'll make it something positive uh, instead of looking in the mirror and saying no, there's something I need to work on. Right? Instead of call, calling it out and saying I have an anger problem, he'll turn it around and say no no no, I'm being a disciplinarian. No, it's a shita. It's something that I believe. I believe you should yell at him. Right now, it's not always like that. Hopefully, hopefully, it's not like that. But we'll we'll find it in ourselves. I've caught myself many, many times making life decisions based on it happens to fit things that I like need to work on. Instead of working on it, I make it into a good thing. That's definitely much easier. So sometimes that you you'll see people who instead of instead of having to sort through and see what really matters to me. What do I want to base when I'm building a home? We were talking about this morning about building. when you're building a home, when a person starts dating and having to boil down and see what, what's really important to me. What do I believe is something? What do I intrinsically believe when I'm being perfectly honest with myself? And what do I want to build my home off of? 
Instead, I'll use it on, I'll, I'll build it on the things that just feel the best in the moment. And I'll make that into my life, I'll make that into my life mission. So, I'll tell you one more pasuk. One mission. That, so anything. An masib sayu te evu pesi. And then it goes through. Yeah. First pair. Pretty close to the beginning. I don't know if I believe that. I'll show it to you. Pasuk Perak Al Al Masib Sanja Ibrus Fasi. I'll tell you one more pasuk. Anything intelligent in the world is initially. That's like just advice for life. You want to be a smart person? Read this book many times, and it'll raise your intelligence level for sure. Anything intelligent in the world is initially. He, there's one more pasuk which I, I he says that. Drop ceiling. He says that your eyes your, should straighten your path. Your path should be based on your eyesight. You should look ahead. And that should... And your eyelids will straighten that path. Right? Right? So there's two paths. Right? There's two ideas. There's... To see where am I going to go? Where are my goals in life? And then I have to constantly be keeping myself on that path. When it comes to marriage, you'll see, I, I was telling you that, that you'll see people who, right, so, oh, so I was telling you about the, this, this sister, I was telling them, this guy, this chabrusa of mine, I was, say, I was telling him about a chabrusa of mine, and I see this guy in the mirror, who, who described for me their method of dating, which is basically you not dating. His wife, his parents picked up, picked up, picked the wife, came home, met her once, and and off to the races. So, but one thing I realized when I spoke, when I, talking to him, and th- I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I was starting to date. I didn't have a hammer to do that system. I didn't. I dated for a very long time. <laughs> well, dated two weeks. But, uh, <laughs> right? Comparative, yeah. But what I took from him, and I realized that I'm not doing this system, but I realized that when, when he's not the one now, I'm not saying to do this, but just to take the concept. When he's not the one meeting her, and he's not the one letting all the other things surrounding and all the other decisions that get into our lives and all the other, you know, decisions that, no, things I, that cloud I, our judgment. I'm curious what these decisions are. If it was, let's say, to be attracted to the woman. No, that's, that's for sure. It's a Gemara. It's a Gemara. says you can't, right? You're not going to marry a girl until you see her. Right? That's for sure. You have to be attracted to her. Oh, really? To yeah. yeah. How does that work with uh, giving a... Uh, you have to see her first. You have to know what she looks like. Wait, are, are you able to send her? You are. But you have to have seen her once before. Uh, you have to have seen her first. You're not allowed to marry. It's also to marry a girl until you see her, right? You have to have seen her once in your life, right? That's 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 simple, right? That's that attraction is important. So all those things are important. But, what are the things that are but, aren't important? Like so. What we were talking about that Maish was telling me Maish is uh, went on went on uh, what's it called the retreat you were telling me yeah. what's it called the uh, a camping retreat so anyone who knows how to build a ca- oh how to build a campfire which I don't I actually have an uncle who's very into it they got like a, a fireplace he was like a real man he would like sit there and chop wood himself like 
He was very, very into it. And he was describing every bonfire. When you build a bonfire, there's a few steps to it. There's firewood, which is the, the source of, that's what keeps it going. That's it. Then there's kindling, which is what gets it started. So when it comes to, when it comes to marriage, there's, two, there's kindling, which is the things that are important to get the emotion started. Attraction is a big part of it. Right? That's one massive piece. Is that I need things to get, there's something called infatuation. At the first step that lasts approximately two years. The first two years you meet someone, they are the most perfect, amazing person in the world. You're impo- incapable of seeing flaws. I want to keep yes. this 100% kosher, but would that run hand in hand with, you know... Yeah. Would it run hand in hand with that? What, with what, is that what ma- Yeah, is that what makes those first two years like so amazing? Well, being attracted, for sure. For sure, it's a big part of it. Big for part sure, of it. for sure. And having yeah. the love that you never could right. That's understand. But th- that's, those are things that are, that are triggers to, that it's kindling. It's something that starts off a bigger process. It starts the fire going, but then the goal is to build something that's sustainable and real and based on real, it's based, and it's based on something real. That's what, and as a time, and that takes time. That takes it, but the, but when when we boil down, eventually the kindling burns out, and then you want to look at: Am I building a home based on real values? Are we meaning? Do we have common goals for what we want out of life? What we want our families to look like? What we want our home to look like? You talk about building a home. That's the expression that's used in Yiddishkeit. So every every day we say I'll say over also I'll say for a miller. And Miller says, It was a shira they sang at the Chanukah Sabayas. What? It's in praise myself. Yeah. He says that when they built the base of they had a shira that they sang. All of came, David Amalek wrote a shira that they sang by the Chanukah Sabayas. And, and it's this beautiful song talking about emotions and Akar Satayv and beautiful feelings towards Hashem. And when you read it, it doesn't mention the base of once. You think about, right? I've heard this work. Habayas is not. What? Habayas. It mentions it. This is the shiur oh, that was sang by the Chanukah Habayas. And then it starts to describe. It's all a conversation with Hashem. If you think about it, you're building a base on Midrash. You're building a beautiful palace where we're coming to connect to Hashem. What's happening there? You have Karbanis and Katiris and all the things going on. Talk about that. Talk a, have a shira that describes the Katiris. Have a shira that describes the Karbanis. Talk. It's not mentioned one time. What's the deal? I'm writing. You're writing a song about the base of English. Is, tell me what's going to happen here. Tell me about. Tell me about the beauty and all the all the things that are going to go on the base of English. And there's not one mention there. And Millie says a beautiful thing. He says everything. He says when you build a home. This is what he, he quotes. It's this I heard him say over. Actually, it's not in praise myself, but I've heard him say this over. He said, we have ourselves, we have a Chanukah Sabayas. When somebody builds a, when somebody builds a house, we have a minute. It's a minute Yisrael. We have a Suda and we have a Chanukah Sabayas. So what do we do? We come in, we have food and we have the Torah and, and, you know, you sing, you make a, you make a, you make a matzah. Why do you say, what's going on in this house? What's going to happen here? So we're going to have bedtime. So now everybody come, we're going to show you what happens here. Everyone come, I'm going to show you how I do bedtime. Okay, let's have supper together. Everyone sit down, wash your hands, come sit down. You don't do that. Right? Why don't we do that? Chanukah Sabayis will sit there and describe what's going to go on in this house. Right? I'll show you how I change diapers. Let's go. I'll show you the nitty gritty, what goes on day to day. Because that, all those nitty gritty things, all the details that go on day to day, that's not what the home represents. Those are, the, those are all the tools that are necessary in order to, to get to the goal. But the home represents something. 
Every house stands for something. We say divrei Torah by a Chanukah Zabayis because that's what's going to happen in this home. We have food and we have people come in because we're, we want to be a house of chesed where we bring people in. There's concepts underlining you say this to what a house is, what a house represents, what, a, what this is going to look like. So that's what, when we sang the Shiro, we were saying not, not what's going to happen here every day. We're saying, what's, what is this idea? What are we doing this for? What's this meant to bring me to? What's, this meant, what's the purpose of every, all the Avaid in the Vesamikdash? What's that meant to do? It's meant to bring me to an emotion, the closest to Hashem. It's meant to bring me to an emotion of Akar Satayf. So when every one of us, Be'ez Hashem, very, very soon, you're going to start dating, you're going to build a home, you're going to think about, I want to build a home. And all the trappings are very, very important. You're going to have a house that looks nice, your wife's going to like it, and Revolba has a whole safer where it gives advice to Hassanim, where he describes that your wife decorating the house, that's something that I'll tell you, the first time, my wife is actually in school to be an interior decorator, so I'm, I got nailed by this. Like a guy come in, okay, it's so like there are guys who make their rooms look nice. You know, like maybe you'll, you'll put up cool lights, maybe you get a rug, and then like, right? Then there are people, then, then you're gonna have your wife, and she's gonna describe like, and, and the, when I had to go pick out curtains, I had to know, I had to bring a, a, a pillowcase with me to make sure that the curtain goes exactly with the, with the linen. And when you pick out furniture, it has to go. And I'm like, okay, listen, I don't know. The drawer works. It happens to not match the curtain. It still it holds my socks. It's doing its job. But Volva describes that, that for a woman, and this is, this is a reality, that this is their Avaidah Hashem. This is their Beis Hamikdash, their home. All their Avaidah is put into this home. They're building the place where, and the Beis Hamikdash was beautiful. They built a home. This, all their Avaidah Hashem, they're investing in the Iker Machanchem in the home mother, or, is the mother. She's the, she's the, the Medaber. Beresha says the Chavu is called the Ein Kolchai. She was a Medaber. She speaks to the kids. They spend most of the time speaking to kids. Most of them is, is the woman. They're the one building building the home. So this is their palace, and it, it has to look beautiful. It's So all the trappings are vital and important, but it's all an outside, it's a, it's a necessary tool to what the ultimate goal is, right? We talk, attraction to a girl is, is a, a vital, vital thing. It's extremely important to what the ultimate goal is. But we can't stop short. We have to know what that goal is. We have to have a clear picture in my own mind. What do I want? What do I want this home to represent? That means I have to have myself down path first. Don't lose sight. Then, then, you, then you spend time. Then you straighten it out. Then you take care of the details. You have to know where you're going. You have to know what you want. I have to think in my mind when I want my home to look, I, I, what do I want to give over to my children? What do I want to give over? What when I you, I said like when as a shabbat you everyone knows their own house. You've gone to other people's houses, and there's some people. Everyone else's house is the coolest. Right? When you're a kid, for sure. Everyone else's parents are much cooler, for sure. For sure, their house they have the coolest toys. Everyone else's house is you. Then you get older and more mature, and you realize that everyone has the same stuff, pretty much. But. But when you look at houses, you'll look at, you go to different places, you'll see beautiful houses. When you come to your own house, there's just a different vibe. There's just a different feeling. You sit down in your own bed, you're in your own room. There's just a feeling that you don't get anywhere else in, in, in the world. It's not just a house. It's not just the people in the house. There's a whole environment that you built. 
that's built there. There's a whole environment that when they step in, when you step into your own house, you just feel something different. You know what I mean? When you go into your own room at home, there's nothing more comfortable in the world. Right? So that's a, those are things that are embedded and are put into a home that you're going to put into your homes. You're going to build a home and the whole vibe, what that house exudes, what the, your kids are going to feel when they come home, that's what you're putting in. Right? The only way the only way for that to happen is for you to have a clarity yourself what, what your goals are, what your missions are. I, we talked, I, I, I said now, I, was, I asked the this once. I, I, I said, when I was a kid, I grew up, I didn't have internet or TV in my house, just the way it was. Well, I didn't think so, I didn't think so at the time, but yeah. I grew up, I didn't have a TV, I didn't have internet in my house, just a bit serious. Then came something called a PSP. For those of you who knows what it is, it was about this big. And there was a, well, first there was first there was a, a, a first there was the SD, which was that Game Boy that folded over, yeah. right? And they made cartridges they could get like Cartoon Network stuff that you could plug in, and you could watch like SpongeBob like under the covers. My parents didn't know I had it; they thought it was a Game Boy still. Then I got a PSP where you that thing like if you could find Wi-Fi and you wait for about seven hours, you could probably load a picture. Like, so that was like that was my big exposure to the world. And now, so that that was like, and my parents like lost that ability to, that I wasn't I wasn't isolated anymore. There were things I had this magical device that I, if I had a lot a lot of patience, I could access anything in the world. Now, every single device come out in the world could access the internet. Very soon, my daughter's going to have contact lenses that she'll be watching a movie while I'm sitting and talking to her. And now, for sure. To restrict access is not possible. It's just it's just the misuse of the world. People try, it somewhat you, you could do it to an extent, but it's largely impossible. Just the access in the world. So there are certain things that are dangerous. I don't want my kids seeing. So what do I do? Like, what do I do? I'm, I, I want my kids to see the beauty of this. I, we have a beautiful life, a beautiful, a beautiful tire. We're living this amazing life. I want to give that to my kids. I love them. I love I love tire. I love life of Yiddishkeit. And I love my children. So I want them to have that. For no other reason. I want them to be happy. I want them to have a good life. So, but there's so much dangerous things out there, and it's impossible for me to restrict their access. The only way, the only way it's going to be given over is if you're in love with it yourself. If that's your number one priority, you love it yourself and your kids will see that. If, you're, if it's real and you love it, so then, and, and you have a good relationship, and the house is a happy place, so why wouldn't they want to do this? If they see that you're happy, that's the, that's the most you could do. That's the most, that's the biggest thing you can do. There's a Yid who wrote a book on, 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 on parenting. There's a big time in the revolver who wrote a book on parenting, which I, I, I'm obsessed with. And he says, the Iker of becoming a, is, that there are people, there's a lot of books out there who, that'll talk about tricks in parenting. Like they'll talk about, it's like, what do you do with toilet training? And there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like steps in parenting that you need to just practically learn. Toilet training is not Kishmaq. So if you don't know what you're doing, your house will, you'll have to have a mop handy. It's not a Kishmaq, you know? So there's a lot, there's a lot of things to learn when it comes to parenting. And there's a lot of things that need to be studied. The Iker, the Iker, the most important thing is that you have to become a parent. You have to be somebody who's, who is living everything you want your children to do. That is mission one, two, three, and four. 
everything that you that you want your children to be to, to live, you have to be be that, exude that, and live that. Because the, you know what's funny? Is that when I was a kid, I used to try to sneak around, get my singing in the sneakers. Yeah. And I never understood what my parents were strictly. And now when I'm growing up, I see the challenge and understand it so much more. And I realize that my kids, it's going to be so hard to do it. But I still have that in me, that rebellious feeling. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's funny. I was talking to a sneaker this morning. People have rebellious nature. It's, it's, a, it, it's something that we said. It has to be channeled. There's a lot There's a lot. There's a lot of power in rebellious nature. I mean, you're not confined. I do what I do. What I feel is right. I do like every personality there's, there's, there's it has there's no good personality or bad personality there's how, what you do with it that's that's the only guy says that in Mishra and Mishra also says you're never going to change your personality it says you'll change you could change your midas so you're not going to change your personality personality is who you are what you do with it that's your call and you use it for morally right or wrong that's a long it's another conversation but but you're right. No, so so but so at this stage, right now where some of us are three two or three years away from thinking about marriage. So why are we talking about this now? Right, so we're talking about everyone's talking talking now about our Israel and talking about next year and like so what are you doing to Israel so that People like put marriage out of their minds, and it's something okay. It's not something that you have to necessarily be thinking about now, per se. But we tell you, becoming the kind of person that we want to be, that living to be able to build the kind of home we want to live, we want to build. That we have to do now. That's a process that takes a long time. How would I know? And I'm sorry. How would I know? what I want from my future self, if two years ago, I would have absolutely no idea what I want for myself now. I knew what I wanted for myself tomorrow, and maybe for, you know, within a week, a month, like two years in advance, and especially when making such a big step like marriage and creating a family, I mean, that's huge. I don't know what the I don't want to scare you off, but when you're 23, 24, you're not going to know that either, 100%, you know? You did scare me. Is that? <laughs> like, like, yeah. We never do we know hundred. I know meaning I, the more that I study and make decisions based on what I believe is right, as opposed to we were talking about the Kindle. If we sit down and clear with ourselves, and we could separate and, and someone who's honest and thought out, which you are, very, very. The, the more you'll realize we could separate for ourselves and you'll be able to when we're being honest the moments we're being honest we could realize what's the kindling and what's the and what's what's the logs right I think uh, right that was uh, I think IUI said this by log and twig right so they said there's certain things that are logs and certain things that are twigs and they're both the car and they're both things that you need we'll separate for ourselves what do I what is the I tell you, I was telling you my, this morning, my fifth date when I was going out with my wife, I brought, I brought her to Kosher World. I might be the first person to ever take a date to Kosher World. Like, because I was, it was a preview of like the years to come, but I brought her to Kosher World and I brought her to meet Rabbi Kalish. Rabbi Kalish told me, before, before you get engaged, I want you to bring your wife to, your, at the time, this girl, to meet me. And you know, so I asked him, I said, would Rabbi ever tell a girl, a guy, no? Would Rabbi ever meet a girl and like, did that ever happen? So he told me once it happened. He said once he told a guy, like, yeah. Really? Yeah. So I, I was the deal. So he said, he walked in, he said, and this girl just like, 
He said it came from an incredibly wealthy, well-known family. She very, you know, very attractive person. Very, and all the kindlings you could want. He said, this guy, he said, besides for all the, you know, all the external things, he'd have a lot of money and all the things that came along with it. He said, he goes, this guy, as soon as he gets engaged by that vart, everyone's going, this guy, wow, this guy did well for himself. And that, he said, I, he said, you could feel that's what the guy was thinking. He was imagining the vart where everyone's like, did good, you know? And that was his picture. He said, so there are people who do that. You know, you'll see people who are not, who because of kindlings, because of small, in the scope of life, insignificant. Now they're necessary at the beginning, but in the scope of life, when you think about when I picture, picture ch children, picture 10 years down the road, is this something that's gonna be an icker in my life? Is that gonna be a mainstay? And what do I want? What do, do I want to teach this to my children? That generally, that helped, that was for, that was what I used. Whenever I thought about something, if it's something I, I, I would think, do I, is this something I want to teach to my children? Before I had children. I would imagine like community runs hand in hand with it, where like, you don't know what kind of community you want to live in, or you don't know what your ideals are, because you would want your kids to be raised in a community, but it would, it don't, goes don't, the don't, don't pick your community, pick your community don't pick your ideals based on your community, pick your community based right, on your right. ideals. Right, have what you want in life and then find a place move to a place that lives that mission you want you well, sure I, mean, you want that. I, I think that with most people like you want for your kids what you want for you right I was hearing someone talk about this today, where the idea is that whatever you want to pursue in life you want your kid to pursue ask your average smoker if he wants his kids to smoke no <laughs> so there's I think I would think the average would say no I think the other Right, because we always have, to, when we look in that, that scope, we can separate what's what's an icker and what's a kindling. So, but to take it one step further, I think it's something we talked about this morning. We, I said we des I, I described a guy, a guy I knew, I learned with for two years. He was an amazing guy. I held Stark, he should come to Waterbury. I was fighting with him, he should come to Waterbury. And he told me that he, he didn't want to come because. He, you know, lived in a certain place, which we're not going to mention, that he said, when I walk down the street, I can't be like a Waterbury guy. That was his, like, holdout on coming here. I asked him, do you think you're going to do well here? He said, yeah. I said, do you think you'll succeed? Do you think you'll grow as a person? Do you think you'll be happier? Yes, 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 and yes. But I just can't handle that. So when we put that in perspective, you think about, I said, how often are you home? You're home maybe once a month, right? Go to friends' houses, once a month you're home. Once, maybe, every, over every off shop as you walk down that street you described. So, and I said after like five, six months, that part, that'll wear off. So we're talking about six times over the course of six months where you're going to be slightly uncomfortable. And that's going to change the entire trajectory of your life. So when we hear that, that sounds silly. Right? It sounds like a joke. For six hours, collectively over six months, of a slight uncomfortableness maybe you're making yourself less happy less successful now i'm not saying everyone it's not a plug for water right? it is it is a plug for water <laughs> but when you think about it in that lens you think about that the short-sighted the, the, that quick feeling and the guy knew it and, and and couldn't make that separation between what do you, what do he really want and what is what's really important to him, and what's that short-term that short-term feeling? 
That's that. This the the asked us on Masay to even Pesi, we fall in love with him. We get seduced. We get coerced. We get brought in by these quick trappings, these things, whether it's uncomfortableness, whether whatever it is, right? Whether it's just something that feels good in the moment, and we we fall in love with it. We make it a life mission. To Evu Pesi, he doesn't he doesn't say how long you're going to keep doing it. He says, You're going to take that and you're going to fall in love with it. You make it something that you live with now. You took something that's, that's something that's something nice, something that feels good. It feels good to be naive. And you made yourself into a naive person. You made that into who you are. You're, defi- you're, you're making life decisions based on that. That's something that's scary. But we, we all do it. We, I asked the guy this morning, now this, this is a, a topic that I think, don't get sucked up in the marshal. It happens to be a good marshal, but the marshal, people get very defensive now, which is where I'm going. <laughs> it makes some people defensive, don't, but it's something to think about, and, but it's not restricted just to this topic, it's to, to many things. I have a guy with, I did this myself. I sat down for a long time and studied my phone habits. How do I look at my phone? Right. How much do I spend time on my phone? How much do I, do I, how, my, how quick does my hand reach my pocket every vibration? I, I studied that. My wife once made a comment to me that I look at my phone a little too much. I got rid of my phone for two years, right? Because it was something that I, that I felt was important. Now, I'm not talking about phones specifically. It's in the scope of life. People get very, it's not about phones specifically. But I remember at the time thinking, it was very, very difficult. I promise you it was very difficult. I had all my banking was on my phone. My Robinhood was on my phone. My, my GPS was on my phone. Every, I, I was used to it. It's something that I'm very, right? It's very difficult. It was very, very difficult. I'm not, tell, I'm not saying this, a guy should get rid of their phone. It's the concept, right? Now, it was something that was very difficult. My thought process at the time was Avi Gross could, could uh, test it. Avi haven't had a phone in a few years, you know? But my thought process was, I said, let's say I get phone, rid of my uh, phone for a year and I'm able to change my habits and work on that. And then, okay, when I felt I was at the point where my habits were, I felt we're at a point, so I got it back. But I said, let's say it's a year and it could change the way I go about, I live my life at home. It changes my relationship to my kids. It changes the way I relate to my wife. It changes my focus when I walk in the door. Where It changes the first thing that pops into my head when I wake up in the morning. Those are life changes that in the scope of things, a year is a very, very insignificant amount of time. That year was difficult. And you're wrong. I had to go to the bank. I hadn't been to a bank in two years because I deposited a check on my phone. I hadn't stepped foot in the bank. The first time I had to go to a bank. But when you look at the scope of life, a year is not that long. Now, that's something that's, that sometimes is difficult to process because that year is difficult. So start with, start with easy things. The first step is just to, se- se- to separate. What's the economy? What do I want to build my home on? That's, that's a hammer home for us. When we think about Chanukah Sabayas, when we're thinking about setting up a home, establishing a home, what am I going to say by that Chanukah Sabayas? What do I want this home to be? Where do I want my kids to be raised? What do I want the ideals to be put into them? What, do, what really matters to me? In, a, in concept, when I take all the other strappings aside, and it doesn't mean that I have to get rid of... Oh, there we go. Right? And it doesn't mean I have to... Get, 
terrible timing. <laughs> that doesn't mean that I get rid of all the trappings. It's putting the trappings in perspective. It's understanding the role that everything plays. Understanding what's a kindling and what's a log. What's, what's the ichor and what's a tuffle. It's knowing what's gonna, what do I want when I'm gonna sit down with my children at night? What do I want them, what do I, what ideals, when I want, when my kids talk about me, what do they say? When they're living their lives, when they're, when they're growing up and they think about you. Right, that's the, really the first thing, so, anyway, the yeshiva's big in Misil Shasharim. Misil Shasharim's a big The first thing Misil Shasharim tells us, the first step, before it gets into any practical advice, right, and it does, there's a lot of advice in Misil Shasharim. There's a lot of nitty-gritties about what, working on specific mitos. The first thing he says, he says that, you have to have clear goals in life. You have to have clear aspirations in life. I heard um, from Moyo's father, actually. Anyone who heard Moyo's father, Moyo Olavsky, anybody ever heard his father speak? He's hilarious. He's a brilliant speaker. He also happens to say gorgeous Tyra. That like kind of gets like missed because he's so funny. But I once heard him say, Abshad, he says that, that you think about what they're going to say by, the, by your Leviah. I heard Rekalus once over a pair, he used to ask, his Rosh Hashiva used to ask guys to, to write your own hespin. Say, right? To say what you're going to say by your Leviah. Now, all these things, as you asked, how do I clarify? All these things are, are, it's not easy. That's why there are a lot of these things. Bali Musa spent a long time working on this. Figuring out, they would, but it was one of the things that he told. He's a big Balmaser, and he told people, "Write your own husband because then you think about what do I want them to really say by my Leviah? What are spooky? Now, it's sometimes it's also a good reminder. I mean, you're out here forever. It's a mission of us. It's a mission that we actually say over by Leviahs, right? It's that stock of the shleisha dvarim It's also a common mission. It's a mission of us, right? You won't come to do an avera. Right, dame ayin basa, and this is the rosh chabura, the avos chabura. Dame ayin basa, the lana tahelach. Know where you come from, know where you're going. With name miyata, also lifting the din mecheshman. Who you're going to give a din mecheshman in front of? Now that sounds like fire and brimstone's terrifying stuff, right? Like no, one day you're going to be worm food, and like it's used as like. It's, it sounds like a terrifying thing that like we don't like to think about. And I've heard people use this in, in Shmuzim as like a scare tactic and it bothers me. Because we don't do it like one day you're going to get up there and fire is very hot. And you're going to burn for a very long time. I've heard people speak like that. And it bothers me because that's not why we're Oiv Dashem. That's not the goal at all. It's not at all. Uh, we, we're Oiv Dashem because we have an overwhelming love. Akadosh Baruch gives us incredible amounts. Right? And Ramil, uh, the, 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 um, I'm sorry. <laughs> says, the Mechai of Ravayi Hashem is a Karsatai. God did for me. He did so much for me. I feel his love and I want to I wanna give back to him. I want to live being close to him. Right? That's the only reason. Gehenna is a deterrent. That's not why we do anything. Right? It's, it's always important, again, to know where everything fits in perspective. So what's this Mishnah? The Mishnah says, know where you're going to go. And it says, you're going to, like, you're going to end up in the dirt, you're going to be warned for That's like a scare tactic. It sounds like, it sounds like, like Christian literature, like this things to like scare you, shake you up, you know how long you're going to burn for. The shot is, is not, is, I mean, that's not, I'm not focusing on what I'm going to be in order to know who, in order to, in order to know, this is why I'm, that do good things, otherwise you're going to burn. It's just when it says when I think of that, 
means know what at the end of your life, when all the trappings fall away, what really matters to you. What's really important to you? Not what's important to the man in the sky with a blowtorch. Know what's important to you. Know what's going to matter in your life. Know what you want to give over to your children. Know what kind of home you want to build. Separate that. Make it, make it clear to yourself. Not for anybody else. For yourself. Have a clear perspective. When we, so we started off talking about dating systems. Now, again, this is not a plug to do the Hasidic system. But the Mahalik being that when they separate everything else and just look at ideals. Do my, his hashkafas and her hashkafas match? Everything else can be worked out. That's, that's the way they believe, and it's successful for many people. It doesn't mean... What? Right, and there's always... Yeah, there's holes in any system. I happen to... There's a lot of miles. To, there's what to learn from it. doesn't mean to do it, but you can learn things from every system. Like there's holes in every system. That's for sure. For sure. There's holes in everything, but there's things, to, there's things to take from every system also. There's a lot of things. That idea that I took from it, I met a, I met a Yid. I was, and to me, it was like, I didn't grow up in that world, so to meet a person who thought this way was like, I couldn't believe it. And I learned with him every day. He was a normal guy. Hey, he dressed a little different than me, but a regular, a beautiful Yid. And like, I met somebody who lived with this ideal. My parents know what's important to me. They know, they'll find out what's important to her, and if it matches up, everything else will be worked out. That concept to me blew my mind, and I realized that I better be thinking about that when I'm dating also. I better be looking with that, with that, with that eyesight. And in order to do that, I have to have clear, I have to have it clear to myself. You'll see people make decisions about where to go in there to sell based on either reputations or, you know, I'm not going to give specifics because it's not up to me to decide what's a good decision maker and what's not. That's up to you. You'll decide for yourself what are your car and what are your important decision makers in life. But. Don't get stuck in the kindling. Realize that it plays a role. Realize that it's important. Realize that it's something that matters and it's gonna and, and, and it's necessary and it has to be there. And you need that, right? Don't don't be right. The concept of right. There's a concept of precious. Don't be a, don't be a martyr. Realize that we have things that we need and we need things to give us chizik and we need we do things to give ourselves to get ourselves going and to help us feel and to, to help it work. Attraction is important in marriage. So. Now, right, you don't build a home based on attraction, but attraction is very, very, very important. Don't marry a girl if you're not attracted to her. You heard it here first. Okay? Don't do that, right? You didn't hear it first. It's like a mother. But don't, don't marry a girl if you're not attracted to her, for sure. But don't lose sight in what role it plays. Don't lose sight in what, in what role it serves. What is, that meant to, what is that meant to accomplish? Right? What is that meant to... What is that... Don't let... Look, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say another marshal, but I, I, get it. I think it'll take away from the point. Yeah. This idea, this, these, these tools that I think, right? This, this, the tool that, the thing about the Hesper thing happens to be I was always too scared of. The tool. Is that a good idea, though? It could be a good, it, 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 the concept is a good idea. You have to know for yourself. I feel like it takes away from all the other underlying factors, which sure. are actually negative. You know, what will other people think? Shouldn't really be a factor when you're doing something that's right. Mike, put on his phone. You won't really be thinking about that when you're thinking about his death. I mean, right. you're dead. Does it right. matter? <laughs> no. It's true. It's true. For me, it was too scary. I'm, I'm, I, I was the guy I couldn't watch horror movies, so it was too spooky for me. What? What? I might be with you on that. Oh, okay. I, I never liked horror movies. I, I never got. I don't know. I didn't like being scared. I liked Adam Sandler. Was very funny. I liked him. You know? 
but so I, but what worked for me? What do I want? I, I, this is what worked for me. So and when you just think about, because when you think about your kids, you don't think your biases. Generally, you don't want your kids having that same thing. Your biases kind of fade away when you think about your children, right? Because you think about I'm biased. I have an addiction to nicotine. Don't cut that out. I, I let's say if, if somebody would say I have an addiction to nicotine. You don't let that affect how you treat, teach your kids. No one wants to get their kids over that addiction, right? So now if somebody will try to tell you to quit, so then, so we, when you think in that type, it helps, it helps as a filter for sure. And then you can take that step back and think, okay, so what do I want in a wife? Don't think what you want in a wife, Shanari Shaina. Think what do I want the 10th year of my marriage to look like? And then when, then dating, again, all the trappings, all the things, there's a reason we spend a crazy amount of money on chasnas. It's not a mistake. It didn't happen by accident. Chasna is the, the, the explosion that starts off everything. You start off with a bang. We go in with all the pomp and circumstance, the big thing that we started. And there's a lot of fireworks that's necessary. That we, need, we need all that. But remember what it is. Remember where it stands. Remember what fits. Remember what role it plays. That's Hashem. Have beautiful, beautiful Yiddish homes and beautiful Yiddish lives. We should be, have happy, successful lives and give that over to our children. Uh, yeah.